Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 as we study biblical prophecy from a Catholic perspective. And today we're trying to connect the dots, the prophetic dots, by putting together a series of statements by St. John Paul II. And what happens when you put together a number of these citations from St. John Paul II, a picture starts to emerge, a stunning picture of what we call the great apostasy. And what do we mean by that? Well, the Bible speaks at a certain point in history that there is going to be a great falling away. Apostasy means to fall away from the faith, and it's speaking about large numbers of people, groups of people, even nations that were formerly Catholic, just kind of wandering away or rejecting outright the faith. But when you connect the dots of John Paul II's statements regarding prophecy, where we are in the scheme of things, it's pretty amazing what comes forward. And so I'm going to give you today just some of these statements from John Paul II. When you see the picture coming together, it's pretty stark, and I haven't heard too many people do this. I'm very indebted to a book by the title Heralds of the Second Coming by a man named Stephen Walford. And he put together a number of statements from Paul VI, John Paul II, Benedict XVI on their biblical statements. But today we're on St. John Paul II. And here he goes, quote, May the Virgin, Mother of the Church, Our Lady of Hope and Advent, give us the grace to accomplish the task of the new evangelization to prepare hearts for the coming of the Lord. And that was from a 1986 address to Spanish bishops. How often have you heard the new evangelization coupled with the preparation for the second coming of Christ? Uh, These things are very often two separate categories in people's minds. And St. John Paul II called for a new evangelization. And why was that? To prepare for the second coming. Here's a homily, rather striking homily, on New Year's Eve, 1993. His text was 1 John chapter 2, verse 28, and the text reads, quote, it is the last hour, unquote. And the full verse, verse 18 of 1 John 2, just as you heard that the Antichrist was coming, and so now many Antichrists have appeared. Thus we know it is the last hour, unquote. And then his homily. Indeed, we cannot close our eyes to what is about us. We cannot fail to notice that together with the civilization of truth and life, another civilization is spreading. This is precisely what St. John is speaking of in the context of the last hour. And then as a cardinal, when St. John Paul II was a cardinal, preaching a 1980 Lenten homily to the Roman Curia and in front of Pope Paul VI, 
Uh, this is rather striking. Listen carefully. But the time has now come. This aspect of the devil's temptation has found the historical context that suits it. Perhaps we are experiencing the highest level of tension between the word and the anti-word in the whole of human history. And now he's going to go on to explain what started the Satan's strategy for pulling the world down and away from God and rebellion to God, his strategy, which started in Genesis 3, did not end with the end of Genesis 3. It's gone on all through time and now has reached a critical moment. He goes and explains, we may now be wondering if this is the last lap along that way of denial which started out from around the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's Genesis 3. To us who know the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation, no stretch of that route can come as a surprise. We accept with trepidation but also with hope the inspired words of the Apostle Paul. It is necessary for the rebellion to come and for the man of sin, the son of perdition, to reveal himself, citing 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The rebellion is the apostasy. The man of sin, the son of perdition, is the Antichrist. We may now be wondering if this is the last lap. What Satan started in the Garden of Eden has now found a perfect worldwide environment for the apostasy to take place. And now, a quotation by Pope John Paul II, but while he was still a cardinal, and this quotation, while he was of all places in the United States. It was 1976 in Philadelphia, the place where the Declaration of Independence was signed, and he was in the United States in 1976 in Philadelphia for our Eucharistic Congress and for the anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And this is a rather famous quote, and it applies to the whole world, but if you live in the United States, it's to us especially. We are now standing in the face of the greatest historical confrontation humanity has gone through. I do not think that wide circles of the American society or wide circles of the Christian community realize this fully. We are now facing the final confrontation between the church and the anti-church of the gospel versus the anti-gospel. We must be prepared to undergo great trials in the not-too-distant future, trials that will require us to be ready to give up even our lives. Yeah, just take a minute and think about this. Here, St. John Paul II, the future St. John Paul II, is saying to the United States, to the world, but to the United States, at the 200th anniversary of signing the Declaration of Independence, we are in the final confrontation. This is getting to a turning point in the history of mankind. You back up to that 
previous quotation I gave you, is this the last lap, he asked. He's not date predicting, but there are signs to see. And the temptation, the work of Satan has gone on through history, now seems to be reaching a critical moment. And are we really thinking that great trials are ahead? That's what he's warning us about. We must be prepared to undergo great trials. And what are our great trials? Um, Traffic jams, flat tires, uh, kids getting in trouble at school, uh, losing your remote control for your TV. I mean, I don't know what, what concerns us. And he's saying we need to really lift up our eyes beyond current events, beyond current frustrations and this and that, and we need to be ready. And then he has a homily that he preached in Poland on November 30th, 1974. And the text that he chose, it was a Lenten sermon, I believe, yes it was, was Luke 21. And we get the name of this broadcast from Luke 21. And this is what Pope John Paul II said about Luke 21. The moment which we are living and which we must know is maybe very similar to the moment described in today's gospel reading. Luke 21, verses 25 through 33. The moment we're living, and we we need to realize this, is maybe very similar to what's described in Luke 21. Let me just give you a few of those verses from Luke 21. There will be signs in the sun and moon and stars, and upon earth distress of nations, in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting with fear, with foreboding of what's coming on the world. For the powers of heaven will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to take place, look up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Now, I'm going to be sharing something with you. It's my final citation, and it's not one little quote. It's, It's a whole body of addresses, a whole body of efforts in setting up uh, Catholic institutions. It's also the apostolic exhortation, the role of the Christian family in the modern world, which was directly responsible for my becoming a Catholic. How can we put together the fact of these striking prophetic statements by St. John Paul II? And at the same time, in my experience, there is absolutely no pope in the history of the Catholic Church who did more for and talked about more for and wrote more on the family. How does the family connect with these prophetic pronouncements? They just two different subjects, or is there something connected, vitally connected? Cardinal Kafara, who uh, set up the pontifical Pope John Paul II Institute for Studies on Marriage and the Family, which has been kind of uh, drastically rearranged and not for the better lately, but he said he got a letter from Sister Lucia, uh, the seer at Fatima, 
And she wrote him and said, quote, there will come a time when the decisive confrontation, remember, we've already had John Paul II's statement in Philadelphia about the final confrontation. She said, there will come a time when the final confrontation between the kingdom of God and Satan will take place over marriage and the family. And she underscored that those who would work for marriage and the family or undergo great trials and tribulations. Uh-oh. But do not fear, Our Lady has already crushed his head. And Cardinal Kafara said he understood what Sister Lucia said in those days being fulfilled in our days. And it's very interesting because when you read this, you think to yourself, well, what do we do? And there's probably, if you take these statements seriously, and I urge you to do that, what do you do? Well, Jesus said, the days of the coming of the Son of Man will be like the days of Noah. What did Noah do when he knew that a flood, a universal judgment was coming on the world? The Epistle to the Hebrews says, by faith, Noah, being warned of God, built an ark for the saving of his family. And I submit to you that John Paul II's family efforts were calling us to make our families an ark of faith. So no matter what's coming on the world in the most serious fashion, our families can be those arks of salvation, just like Noah prepared an ark for the saving of his family household. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to Catholic Bible Prophecy with Luke 21. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.